podcasting from Ealing, London. I'm Paolo Valdemarin. And I'm Matt Mower. And this is the Activate Podcast. Season 2. Episode 3. What have you got for us today? Well, the goal today is uh, understanding the process of uh, finding the customer needs. And it's uh, interesting because... uh, it boils down to a pretty simple thing. Whether you're doing a new company, a startup, or you're developing a project, the core aspect of what you're doing is that uh, you're building something that solves a problem that somebody must have. You need to be able to reach this somebody, and this somebody must be willing to pay you for the product. So... As, and, and as trivial as this sounds, there are many cases where actually we meet uh, founders that have brilliant idea about solving problems that essentially nobody have or problem, problems nobody is really willing to pay for. And uh, we have a process to do that. And the process starts from analyzing the customer needs. Yeah, the genesis of this is really in Alex Osterwalder's work on value proposition design. He was not certainly not the first person to do this stuff, but um, his book was, I guess, fundamental in propagating these ideas uh, and making them sort of widely known uh, and honing in on, as you say, that triangle of there needs to be a problem that people, generally a problem that people actually understand that they have. It needs to be something where there need to be enough of them and they need to be willing to pay you something. And what we often find is people who know to and hope that the third will turn up um, or in general just don't think about money at all. Part of that is is something endemic in startup culture, this kind of if we get to a massive scale, we'll figure out how to make money later, where we know that that's very rare and only a certain subset of businesses where that's the thing that makes you money. For most people, you should really be thinking on day one, how does this make money? Um, this goes back, is t- really tied into the vision as well. And one of the reasons that we, we drill into that is how much money? What do you need this business to do for you? If you want a massive exit, you need a lot of people. I mean, you either need a lot of people paying you a small amount of money or a relatively smaller number of people paying you a lot of money. What does that look like? What is the gap that you need to fill? If you need to be doing 100 million in revenue every year, that's a lot of people paying you a dollar or what is it? And that money has to equate to some exchange of value. There have to be people who think, I want to give you that money because you're doing something for me. We meet a lot of people who have found a problem that is quite shallow. Yes, you have the problem, but I mean, I can live with it. Or I don't want to pay that much. Or there are already alternatives that are cheaper. And that's good enough. Have you dug in and found something where they really need that to be solved. I mean, if you've got a cure for cancer, people don't tend to ask how much. It's, how do I get it? But if all you have is an app to help queuing up in frozen yogurt shops, it might be a little more challenging. Less so. Unless unless frozen yogurt turns out to be the thing, yeah, very, very difficult. So what we try to do is to take an analytical view of 
who do you really know something about? And again, this comes back to this notion of domain expertise. Uh, unless you are doing an absolutely consumer proposition for everyone, painkillers or something that everybody needs, in general, what you're really looking for is somebody who actually understands something about a group of people in advance. They've been in their context. They may have experienced the problems either themselves or people close to them or people they work with. So you really get a deep sense of this is a friction point. This is something where people are hurting and want a solution to exist. So we have a process that helps you dig into understanding who are these people. And because as a startup, your resources are often necessarily very limited, we really try and hone you down to a small group of people for whom your proposition should absolutely be the thing that they want and that they will pay something for. And the idea being that if we can get you down to that, you can go find those people and prove the hypothesis. Now, if your tiny niche, I mean, we take your broad notion of a customer and we really drill it down to something very, a very small slice of people who should be fundamentally absolutely committed to, to getting your product. If you can't find those people the way you thought, or they're not as interested as you thought, or they say, don't want to pay you for it, you've got a big problem. And you have to solve that problem first before you start burning lots and lots of money on building product. And I think that what is interesting, especially if you are working on a digital startup project, so many cases, startups actually work around the creation of two-phase marketplaces. In that case, what you need to realize is that actually you don't have one customer, you have two customers. They are different, they have different needs, they are looking for different gains, they have different pains. And uh, the reason why usually this kind of company fail is because they forget about one of the two. So the work that you do in terms of trying to understand uh, your market, how is it segmented, how that, the more you can imagine how each and every one of your client looks like and thinks and behave, the more chances you have of actually ending up designing a product that satisfies their needs. I mean, you raise a really good point. The, the two-sided marketplace, I mean, we, we do see a lot of those. It is a popular problem to want to solve. And what we often see is people who are expert in one side of that and have come with a lot of assumptions about the behaviours, the needs, the desires of the other side, which they sort of think, well, if we get our side right, the other side will just fall into line. And we know that actually when you're trying to bootstrap a market, you have to balance the needs of those two people, of those two kind of groups of people properly, or they don't come. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, as you said, during a recent meeting, it equates to create a product and then hope and be lucky. I mean, it's it just not a very good way to plan. I think the, the almost the, um, the strap line for what we do is don't plan to be lucky. <laughs> Now, what I find interesting is that uh, when we do the value proposition design exercise, you have this uh, right-hand side of the chart and uh, you need to work on, uh, for each customer segment, uh, what uh, jobs do they need to perform, what gains they're trying to achieve, and uh, the part that you seem to enjoy most, <laughs> what pains they have so why do you think that pains are so important 
It's not that I don't think gains are important, because clearly they are. Um, But psychology tells us, for example, that people will do uh, more to avoid losing a pound than they will to pick a pound up. A pain is something that you can't ignore. And if you're thinking about, I want to sell a product, the more somebody really wants to buy your product from you, the, the, the easier it gets. So my focus on pain is to say, if you find people who already know they want what you have, you're, the, the gap between you finding them and turning them to a customer is necessarily shorter and easier. We recognize that there are different levels of pain. Um, a lot of people mistake interest or curiosity for a buying signal. So you say, I do this, and they go, that's interesting. And, and what you hear is, I want to buy what you have. Whereas all they've really done is say, I'm willing to talk about it. We recognize a number of different kinds of pain. So the best kind of pain is pain today. I mean, if I am actually suffering right now and you come along with a solution, I'm going to be interested in, in buying that. Um, pain tomorrow, so I'm afraid that I'm going to have a problem. Okay, maybe not so immediate, but depending on the magnitude of the problem and how likely I think it is to affect me. Now, I mean, why do people buy insurance? They buy insurance because they're worried about some bad consequence happening to them. Um, I mean, in a sense, pain and gain are kind of the same thing. So I see sort of gain today as as being on the same spectrum, but less powerful, and a gain tomorrow, sort of anticipated gain. So if we think of it as a spectrum of pains where gains are just kind of a, a, a weaker version of pain, they're still things people want, but do I deserve this thing? Do I really want it? So the degree to which you can find something that's a pressing and immediate need to fix just makes it so much easier to sell. Okay, so that's it, folks. Focus on pains. (laughs) I think that's all for today. Catch you next time. Thank you for listening. 